Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. A verse to, to, to sort of forge yourselves around um, this morning as we come around the table. Um, really, it's, it's beautiful actually to hear all the things that are going on. We do this twice a year, all in Sunday after our vision and refocus, you know, just to let you know of the need and allow you to respond to that need, which is really, really important. The verse, uh, the two verses that I want to talk to you about are um, just very shortly. Um, or very briefly, are in Romans 12. Now, the, as you go in, you'll see the first word is therefore, and I've taught you this over the years. When you see a therefore, you've got to look and see what it's there for. It's a hinge word, so it's telling us about something that's went before. So let me tell you what goes before, all right? It talks about, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And then he goes in and he says, Therefore, Therefore, on the back of all of that, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship, or the New King James will say your reasonable service. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good and pleasing and perfect will. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that after 11 chapters, if you're a studier of the Bible, you know that in the first 11 chapters, Paul takes great pains to describe the detail of man's rebellion against God and the extent of God's grace in, in order to offer salvation. Now, Paul, um, in, in this therefore, is, is, is sort of um, including all of those 11 chapters. And he's saying, because of the extent of God's mercy and grace in the rebellion of your sin, therefore, he says, it's the least you could do. Uh, I love this little word, urge. The NIV uses the words urge. Um, the ESV uses the word appeal. Um, the New King James uses the word beseech. And it carries with it the idea of a companion or a mentor that would come alongside and push you on and, 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 and give you encouragement and correction when needed. And, um, and this, this connotation has to it absolute total surrender. That's what he's talking about here. He's talking about absolute total surrender. And the reason is, the reason is because of God's mercy. He's saying there, the reason is he's saying, I'm urging you because of the mercy of God. And we know this two chapters into Genesis, we have the rebellion of man um, and then the rebellion ever since. And, and God could have pronounced judgment on us at any time and erased us from existence and he would have had the right to do that. But instead of judgment, he spared us. Instead of, 
of, of giving us what we deserve. He gave us his mercy. I love the story Lewis Palou writes in his little book, um, Experiencing God's Forgiveness. And he tells the story of Napoleon and a mother who approached Napoleon seeking pardon for her son. And Napoleon, the emperor, replied to the, um, that the young man had committed a certain offense, not once but twice, and, and justice demanded death. It carried with it the death penalty. And she said, the mom said to Napoleon, but I don't ask for justice, I plead for mercy. Napoleon said to her, but your son doesn't deserve mercy. Sir, the woman cried, if it, it would not be mercy if he deserved it. <laughs> and mercy is all I ask for. And it goes on to say that Napoleon said, well, then I will have mercy and spurred her son. And of course, uh, Paul said, because of the great mercy of God, because of this great mercy, he said, offer your bodies. Isn't that interesting? Offer your bodies. We talk a lot about pure hearts and, and our souls right before God and how's your soul. But here he's saying, Offering, offer your bodies. He's saying, you're, you're, you, he, he doesn't want what you have. He wants you. And so the way you live is of utmost importance when it comes to God. The way you live your life is so, so important because here, here's a little verse that I love in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, and it says, you're not your own, you're bought with a price. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, in light of that, honor God with your body. Honor God with your body. So the way you live is really important. And of course, there's lots we could say about sacrifice and all of that. But how do you do that? Well, obviously, the way to do it is a living sacrifice. It's a total sacrifice. And the way we do it is by a transformed and a renewed mind, about thinking different. You know, we, we, the moment we're born, we're, we're forced into a bit of a mold of thinking. You don't have to teach your kids how to sin. You don't have to teach your kids how to be selfish. It's inbred in us. It's inbred because of the, the fall. And at the moment of salvation, that is supposed to change. Paul's encouraging here. He says, don't be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so the, the picture in the original Greek is the idea of our minds being pressed into a mold, the shape of the world, and, and, and we're bombarded by messages, and more so now than ever with social media and all that. And there's a million views out there, the touch of a button, that abortion's okay, um, cheating on your spouse or on a test is okay, telling a little white lie is okay to get you ahead in the workplace. And instead of that, Paul is saying, no, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the Greek word here is that word metamorphosis. And if you are like me and, and, and like the Marvel characters and like the Incredible Hulk, you'll know what a metamorphosis is, a change, a total, absolute change. The difference between our minds should be as vast as a, as a, a caterpillar and a butterfly as a tadpole and a frog. It's amazing, isn't it, that a caterpillar goes to sleep bound to the earth and wakes up with the ability to soar in the sky. Uh, uh, gradually, a, a tadpole can go from swimming in the water, breathing through gills, to leaping across land, breathing through lungs. Like, how does that happen? It's the nature. And so, one way we're we, we, we get bound to a lie because we're born in that way. But whenever we get saved through God's Word and the Holy Spirit, we can soar above the plagues and the sin of this world. And I love this. And Johnny and Amber want to head up 
We're going to go into communion. I love these couple of verses. He says, Since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Isn't that so powerful? And, and, and Paul, again, puts it this way in Corinthians, and he says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. And so there's something about this. There's something about discerning the will of God. And so back to our, our key verse here, this idea that you will be able to test, that you'll be able to approve, that you'll be able to find out what God's will is. The world makes it difficult to find out what the will of God is because there's all these conflicting things, and the enemy will fill your mind with all kinds of false ideas. But there's something about when we give ourselves as a total sacrifice, when we give ourselves as a living sacrifice, when we give our bodies and our all to Jesus, his will is easily discerned. It's not hard. It's not hard to discern the will of God when you're living for him. Hard when you're not. Hard when your foot's in two camps. But not hard when you're living for him. And so, yeah, a thousand souls. Imagine a thousand souls, if every one of us would just give ourselves, um, last Sunday night we give out these little cards and there's loads of them and it's just a little tool, there's a, a prayer on it uh, uh, to help you lead someone to Jesus, the prayer is just a tool, alright, you don't want to just tick a box by getting them to pray a prayer, it needs to be a heartfelt prayer, one of the things that I found in leading people to Jesus is allowing them to pray their own prayer because the Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so here's a little um, Roman road. So all the verses through Romans, through those first 11 chapters that I told you about. Um, there's a few as well in Ephesians. And, and it will just teach you um, verses to read. How to, It's just a little tool that you can pop into your wallet. And if someone uh, gives you the opportunity, then these little cards are at the back. They're just a great little tool to have. And if we all committed to lead one person to Jesus, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be an amazing goal this year to say, I might be a neighbor across the street. For me, that's what it is. A neighbor across the street who just needs Jesus. And uh, so my goal is to pray. My goal is to invite. My goal is to make sure this year that um, he gets to hear about Jesus and gets the opportunity to invite Jesus into his life so we can all do that. So we're going to remember the Lord. Um, our time's near gone, so uh, there's two tables at the front, there's two tables at the back. Thank you for bearing with us. We just feel mornings like this, as I say, we do it twice a year, but we feel it is so important to give you the opportunity to respond. And as we all serve the body of Christ, what actually happens as we serve the body of Christ, it makes us stronger out there and we get stronger out in the community. And as we get stronger out in the community, our witness gets stronger, our testimony should get stronger, and, and people, we, 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 we're, we're called to be salt and light. So what happens is our, our salt, we, we take the saltiness out into the streets, and we continue to build the light on the hill where people can come to, but we take our saltiness out, and we tell others about Jesus. So Father, just want to say thank you for Jesus. As we respond to this call to serve, to pray, to live, and to give. Father, we do that around the communion table today. 
We take the little piece of bread. We take the little cup and we say, God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the price that you paid. Thank you for, thank you for redemption. Thank you for redemption story, God. Lord, I pray this morning that as we take this together that you'll remind our hearts, each of our hearts of, of, of Jesus. It's because of him. It's because of him. This is why Paul said, it's the least you could do. It's your reasonable service. After all that he's done, the least we could do is give ourselves fully, totally sold out to him. You don't need me to stand here to tell you today that we're living in peculiar times. We're living in peculiar times. Peculiar times in the world. The stage is setting for the return of Jesus. There is no doubt about that. And his footfall is nigh on the door. And uh, if ever there was a time to say, God, I need to give it all to you this year, this is the time. So let's respond as we do that, Lord. Just lead us around the communion table today, around our, with our families and friends. Two tables at the back, two at the, at the front. The guys will lead us in a song. Tash will close us off in a minute and guide you to where you need to go. Let's remember the Lord together. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.